Hello and welcome to New Philadelphia Ministries Morning Word Podcast, Thursday edition with your co-hosts Kay and Stephanie. Get ready as they break down the gospel and discuss Christian living. Hello friends, happy new year. This is probably the last bit of time where we can say happy holidays. I'm not quite ready to let it go. So I say, let's forge one more journey into the look of the Christmas story. Uh, Jamel, I'm so glad you're here with us once again. I know our time is winding down, so I think we've got to give the people uh, some really fond memories of our time together here in podcast land together. <laughs> yes. We've enjoyed talking about the Christian thought life. We enjoyed talking about making the adjustment. We, we've enjoyed talking about um, Rahab um, and her story, her testimony, not even her story. Um, and it has just been a wonderful journey being able to share nuggets um, with all of our family and friends out there in podcast land. Yes, and this is not the last you'll hear from her. Uh, I heard through the grapevine that she might be coming back with a new friend to continue to share uh, of her ministry and her mission uh, of counseling. So I'm excited for 2020, 2021 just for that, too. Amen. Yes. So, you guys, I thought it would be fitting to talk about um, seeking and finding because, you know, 2021 is right here. It's at the door. I know a lot of you have big plans, promises from God. And there are some of you at the same time that, you know, I, I think of it like this. I've seen 30 some odd New Year's. <laughs> and some of us we're like, man, here we are yet again, but I don't want us to lose that hope. I don't want us to lose that newness, that freshness of the season that it is. Um, as we're adulting, cynicism can creep in real fast, but I always look to God and to his ability to create all things new when I'm in need of a refresh. Uh, he's the master of new. Yes. He says, I'll give you a new life yes. in me. He told us that he gave us a new covenant that, that, that this bond by sending his son, Jesus, that this bond would be based on love and mercy and grace. Mm, so, I mean, you, Lord. doing new is not something that God has to struggle with. You know, mm -hmm. we've got phony imitators who only know how to copy and who only know how to steal and, and, and borrow and kind of drain us. But I look to the spirit of God for that, that new fresh thing. So, with that, I think we can go before the Lord so that we can uh, get ready to chat it up. But I see you, you're typing over there. <laughs> you found a scripture? Yes. It, um, as you were talking, it reminded me about um, when we were talking about all the newness that God can do. It made me uh, think about a scripture that says that's in Revelations. I am making everything new. Yes. And I love that scripture because not only is he said, I'm making some things new. I am making everything new. Ooh. Behold, I'm doing a, a new, new thing, thing that Isaiah says. Oh. So this newness is right on time with us walking into the new, new year. year. Come on. So 
I'll, I'll take this opportunity to go before the Lord and give him praise. Heavenly Father, thank you for doing a new thing in yes. this season. Father God, thank you that while we're seeking you, you are cleaning us up on the inside, that you are making us new creatures yes. in Christ, that all the old things are passing Passed away away. Even now, and we can yet have a new right spirit within us, that we can have a new heart that is like soft and, and able to receive word and produce after that kind and not after our own evil imaginations. Father God, we thank you that you are doing the new thing that will cause new blessings to spring up in our lives yes, in this Lord. new year. Father God, we thank you that even on this day, Lord God, we were able to wake up with new mercies, Father God and just new forgiveness and, and new opportunities and new chances that you separated our sins from us as far as the East is from the West, that we might be able to feel new, even in our physical bodies, God, that we might have this refreshing time so that we can think about all the things that are possible in you. God, I thank you. Thank I you, thank Lord. you for the people that are listening who are even now, Lord God, desiring new uh, experiences, new revelations of you, new yes. revelations of who you are Show and who you can be to them, to Lord them, God. Lord. Thank you. We thank you, Lord God, just for even a new vision for, yes. for our planners out there who want to write the vision and make it plain yes. and, and be able to run into the new year uh, with a, a God idea of, of a God purpose that you've put in their hearts, Lord God. Let them be um, experiencing just new vigor, Lord God. I thank you for that refreshing so that we can feel like eagles, Lord God, yes. and continue to do the good works that you've set and planned for us to do. Thank you for this time of, uh, of fellowship in your word and with our friends that we can't even see or touch, but Father God, I know that they're there and listening. I thank you for this. Um, we're so excited and make my words accurate and clear in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Yay. So Jamel, I, I have to ask before we get all into it, do you have dun, 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 a new year's resolution? You know, Kay, I was one that used to take a lot of time making new year's resolutions, um, without consulting God. Um, so since I've matured in Christ, now I know that I commit my plans to the Lord and he establishes Ooh, them. What scripture is that? I like that one. That's in Proverbs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Um, so now um, at New Philadelphia Ministries, we start the new year off with a 21 day, some do 40, uh, Daniel's fast mm -hmm. where I use that time and we use that time to go before the Lord and really hear what he has for us to do in this new year. Last year, this year, um, my, the Lord spoke to me and said, Jamel, I need you to surrender. Mm. And I said, well, Lord, what are you talking about? I've surrendered my life to you. And he said, have you surrendered your whole life to me? And the key word he had me focus on is my whole life. And I was like, well, yeah, Lord. And, you know, I'm talking to him just like this. Well, yeah, Lord, I have. You know, I, you know, serve you. I worship you. I love you. You know, I honor you. Um, and he was like, no, I need your whole heart. And throughout this year, um, God has been showing me areas of my life that I have not totally surrendered to him. 
And those are the things that I've been working on and giving him total surrender. So I am excited to start 2021 off with going before the Lord, fasting and praying and discovering mm. what purposes he has for me and New Philadelphia's ministry this year in 2021. I'm glad to hear you say that because uh, there are so many people I see on social media that are like vigorously getting their vision boards together and they're cutting up magazines and <laughs> pasting with fervor. And there's nothing wrong with that. I applaud that because uh, it does show excitement and, and intention to to do some good things with the time and gifts that God is giving you. But I like what you said about you know, discovering because that acknowledges that he has a plan and a purpose from the foundation of the world for each of us. And it's not for us to reinvent the wheel. It's not for us to wear ourselves out trying to fit into a square box when we're around peg. Yes. It is for us to simply surrender and say, God of the universe, I was created for you. I was created by you. You know me better than I know myself. You yes. fashioned me in my mother's womb. Psalms 139. Thank you. Thank yes. you. So now reveal to me by your spirit yes. what it is you would have me to do. So I'm like you. I'm going to go into 2021 like Solomon. Solomon was the wise king. And, and even though some of his wisdom kind of switched from <laughs> that godly wisdom to the earthly wisdom, he started out strong by just asking, Lord, what would you have me to do? Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I may have been more type A in my younger years, but by riding with the Lord and getting some years, some notches on my belt, <laughs> I've seen him go exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask or think. He makes my plans look like <laughs> like my little girl's elementary drawings yes. compared to the handiwork and, and the magnificence that is his creation, that is his plan. Yes. I've learned to forsake my plans and, and simply go with, go with the great one, you know, which is him. He never fails. Never, never. So um, I mentioned earlier that I'm not quite ready to let the holiday season go. So I'm taking us back to a familiar text uh, in Matthew chapter two. We're going to look at the wise men of the Christmas story. Yes, and the bad guys. Yes, it's not just my obsession with Christmas. It is a plan and a purpose to looking at this story. I think there is a fourfold approach that the wise men show us to how we can seek God in this new year, um, to how we can seek and not only um, seek, but find yes. uh, what it is that we're searching for. Um, As the scripture tells us, seek and you shall find, yes. knock and the door shall be open. Come on. Ask and it shall be given unto you. And so let's go before... In Matthew 2, and we're going to read verses 1 through 12. Yes, and as you read, I might stop you and say some things, so okay. go ahead. All righty. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Pause. Now, I don't know if you've ever stopped to consider but in my tellings of the Christmas story, 
when they said three wise men, I just assumed they were Jewish, that they they had, you know, been hanging out and Mm -hmm. had been in the temples and learning about, you know, who, what the prophecy was. But I discovered that these wise men from the East were considered wise, not necessarily because they were uh, well-versed in the Old Testament scriptures, but because they studied the heavenly bodies, the stars. Mm. So at that time, um, when they were saying wise men from the East, most likely they're referring to present day um, Iran or Iraq, one of them. Sorry for not being 100% clear on that one, but Middle East area. And it was their study of uh, the stars and and their ability to kind of predict things that hailed them as wise. So, um, you know, I think about the um, astrologers and 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 how you know back then without an, an an almanac, the only way you could tell what season it would be good to plan, or the only way you could tell what weather was going to be, was by looking up at the stars. And uh, I even recall back in the book of Daniel, when there were people who could tell you uh, dreams and visions, they could interpret them for Mm -hmm. you. And some of that uh, was based on what, what, you know, they knew of the stars. And I was like, my goodness, you know, I have always thought of these people as more um, just scriptural scholars, not necessarily, um, you know, but whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that the interesting point to take away from this though, is how God met them where they were. Um, there are some people who forget what it was like when they were, uh, new believers, how God can maybe even take your bad doctrine, but still find a way to draw you to him and, kind of reveal what the truth is with a capital T. Yes. And I, I, yes, I think of these wise men as, as that, like they were, they, they knew what the prophecy prophecies said that a King would be born Mm -hmm. and they were anxious to meet this King of the Jews. Mm So we see that their heart's intention was to find, but as, as intent as they were, they did not have all the knowledge, all the specifics. Yes. And what they had to do was, and as you'll read in a second, was follow a star. Keyword, follow. Yeah. And so here we have wise men from the east, not native to Jerusalem or Bethlehem, not quite familiar with um, all of the Jewish customs that were going on, but yet they are seeking Jesus. Mm -hmm. They're seeking Jesus to know who this king is and God in his infinite planning and in his infinite wisdom sends something that they'll know they can recognize a star that they know and that they feel comfortable with and that they can surely navigate. And he uses that star to bring them to Christ. Mm. It is just a beautiful picture of what God can do in the lives of, of unbelievers and new believers who aren't so sure, he can send you a sign, yes. something that you can hear and immediately recognize, yes. something that you're comfortable with. Yes. And he can use that to draw wow. you into relationship yes. with, with him. him. The king. The king of the universe. Yes. And I, I just, Amazing. that, isn't it? Mm. Isn't it? We've got to take 
this little piece of, of evidence and we've got to apply it to our lives. Yes. We've got to say, if God can do that back then, he can surely do it in 2021. Yes, yes. Infinite God in his infinite wisdom mm-hmm. can attract us, draw us to him in so many different forms and fashions. Amen. Amen. So I think I cut you off, right? At- so it says, yeah. for we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. I'm going to pause you again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that whole thing with the star, I am still, because uh, the, the heavens and the planets are not my area of forte, I might have to call Lola in here. She's... <laughs> She's the one that can tell me all the planets and their names and such. But we had recently this amazing um, scientific event. I don't know if you heard about it, but December, I think it was 21st. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was the night that we were all kind of straining our necks, looking back up at the stars to see this uh, alignment of the planets and the moon and, and how bright the stars were shining in the sky. And people were saying, like, this was exactly what it was like back then on, on that Christmas um, season when the wise men were looking up in the star to find Jesus. And, you know, of course, we're dealing with pollution and all of this new age stuff. Yes. But even in our polluted and muggy atmosphere, I went out and I could see that, my goodness, this star is bright. Like it does stand out in the night sky. And, you know, mm. I'm fortunate to kind of have some, um, shaded area on my lawn in the backyard there. So um, it gets a little bit darker over in the boondocks of Bradenton (laughs) than maybe in an urban area like St. Pete. But um, I thought, you know, wow, that's pretty amazing. And the fact that the wise men had to follow this star from where they were in the east to um, Bethlehem and that the, the traction or the trajectory of that star would eventually lead them exactly to the house where Mary, Joseph, and Jesus would be. It's, it's I, I mean, it's no small feat. <laughs> I, it puts me in the mind of one of the like miraculous miracles, like parting the Red Sea yes. even, because I just think in my mind, oh yeah, you know, they followed the star, but it, it wasn't an ordinary, commonplace kind of thing here. We're, we're talking about uh, like solar eclipse level, like uh, big, big, big. So wow. I didn't know if people were aware of that, but it certainly made me. Yes, I had a friend text me, um, you know, go out, look up at the star, uh, you know, look up at the sky so that you can see uh, the Christmas star. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't do it. <laughs> I'll admit I didn't see, do it. <laughs> see what happens when we get bogged down by <laughs> our schedules. <laughs> We're so busy in our schedules that it's hard for us to look up at the miracle, yeah. look up and see. But yeah. it just speaks to, um, I think, that seeking part. You know, mm-hmm. when when you're expecting, yes. then you're sensitive. You're, you're you you've got high alert. You're like, do, do, do. You're like a radar. <laughs> Holy Spirit, where you at? Where you at? Okay. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea 
for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. So clearly Herod was not seeking with the same heart that the wise men were seeking. He had another motive. A totally another motive. He was wishing to secure his throne. Yes. And secure his power. uh, All the while, the wise men um, were seeking to find the true king. And you know, it goes back to when we started out the podcast talking about planning, our plans. Herod had his own plan. But God had the plan. Yes. And his plan always works out. Always. The after they sought, because I'm I told I promised you guys four points. So the first one was the fact that the wise men were seeking. Mm-hmm. So their next objective was to obey. Yes. They obeyed. The yes. when the voice of the angel told them, Hey, you can't go back and tell Herod, you know, where Jesus is. You must go a different way. Uh, they obeyed. Yes. And so along the way of our 2021 trajectories, we're going to have to be sensitive and obey the voice of the Lord when he tells us, hey, there's been a change. There's there's been a, a, a delay or, or, hey, trouble is ahead. I think of all of those warnings um, it wasn't too long ago that I did a lesson, I think, with the children in Sunday school. And one of the points to remember was that it is an act of love when Jesus tells you what's to come. Yes. When he tells us, hey, there will be trouble. Or when he tells us, hey, get ready, make sure you're prayed up because a challenge is coming. That's because he wants us to be prepared. He doesn't want anything to take us by surprise. And he doesn't want us to 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 feel like we 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 weren't ready or we weren't prepared. Now, there's going to be things in our lives that, yeah, it seems like it came out of left field. Mm-hmm. But it's because he's given us the whole canon of his word and his scriptures that we know, oh, I shouldn't be surprised by this. He's given me this advanced knowledge, this advanced warning of what's to come and how I should respond and how I should handle myself. Yes. You know, we and, and you know, as a mom, I, I, I think of this to be true as well. Uh, we get in our feelings. We, we, we feel like, oh, man, you know, God, you owe me something like when 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 I get into a tough situation Sense and of entitlement. Exactly. Like this wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Why me? Why me? Exactly. But how many times have you counted the beauty of, you know, your tough situation? Mm. How many times have you traced uh, the, the, the grace and the mercy that he's yes. shown you while you're yet in your tough time? Yes. And I, I guarantee you, friends, you you will see Christ all over it because that's the kind of God he is. Exactly. Exactly. Always covering his children, always looking out for us. He's always with us. He says that he'll never leave nor forsake us. Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's always with us. And it's just us going through. 
Amen. So where, what verse did you leave off on here? Uh, verse 9. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Thus opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Yes. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Awesome. So they bowed at the sight of Jesus. That was humility. That was them laying down everything that they had accumulated. They, they, had, they had desired to bring him or to offer him gifts upon seeing him. So that took planning on their part because they knew, hey, they didn't know it was going to be a baby. Yes. <laughs> they didn't know that it was just going to be this, um, I think of, they're not royalty. Mary and Joseph are what we would call blue collar. Yes. They didn't know um, that it would just be this humble home of, of these hardworking people. And when they saw, though, they had already come, I'm sorry, into, um, they had this idea of honoring a king. So they had already decided, you know, what they would bring and what they would offer. Yes. And so when they finally get, you know, to that place, I can imagine them mm-hmm. with utmost reverence yes. and with, with utmost, you know, gratefulness of heart, yes. like laying down these gifts to this child. Yes. Think about how, you know, how much humility that takes when you have this great grand image in your mind and you arrive at the moment at the threshold and you see that, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. But yet you still, you know, with reverence, um, lay down your gift. And I think about friends when, when I see this picture in my mind of the wise men um, honoring Jesus this way. I think about just the people in our lives, the people that pour into us, the mm-hmm. teachers that we have yes. and you know, not everybody that has poured into me um, has looked the way I thought they would look, if, if I'm making mm-hmm. sense. Like yes. there's been teachers that I would have said, no, you can't teach me anything. Mm. And and I would have probably uh, thought little of what they had to say to me. But God placed people in my life that forced me to be humble. And, and I had to bow myself to them in, in a certain respect and receive what they had to say to me. And, and it made the difference uh, in a lot of situations um, being able to do that. So I, I would say that that is probably another top nugget in 2021 that we have to be willing to bow, um, not not taking con- not taking into consideration uh, what we see with our physical eyes or gauging um, an earthly, uh, taking an earthly perspective of, of, of who it is that we're looking at or yes. judging, but really perceiving with our spirit man and with our spiritual eyes um, who it is that we're to receive from and be connected with, whether it be a mentor or a teacher or a prayer partner, yes. that we really have to be sensitive um, 
to who God is leading us to. And who is who God is sending to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that you say that because we have an expectation, you know what I mean, of when who we want to pour into us, you know. Yeah. Um, but God, once again, in his infinite wisdom, um, you never know when you when you will be entertaining strangers mm-hmm. you know I mean? and a word a word, you know what I mean, that they have to say to you that will really make you stop and think. That will really be the rhema word that you needed. Um, once again, because God will use anybody, you know yeah. what I mean, to uh, accomplish his purpose, to send a word, you know what I mean, that, um, that we need. So really, you know, Kay, when I hear us talking through this story um, of the birth of the king of the Jews, the king, now that we all bow down to um it's that godly wisdom that the wise men had, and it's that worldly wisdom that Herod had. You know, and when you talk about worship, um, worship becomes fertile soil for seeds of wisdom to grow. And Amen. when I think about the kings worshiping, you know, the kings, I'm sorry, the wise men worshiping the king, um, and bowing down, bowing down before him, you know what I mean? That was fertile ground for God to continue to give them the wisdom that they needed not to go back and tell King Herod that, hey, we found the king of the Jews, the king of the Jews. Mm, That's good. You um, had sent me a devotional not too long ago about wisdom and about just how, I think I've jotted down a definition here that I liked. Mm -hmm. Hear all my papers whistling. <laughs> okay, knowledge coupled with just judgment as to action. So, godly wisdom we've referred to it a couple times, and I want to make sure that we're all on the same page as we talk about wisdom here that it's about knowing not just the right thing to do, but well, first of all, perceiving the right thing yes. to do <laughs> and then being able to do it with a certain accuracy of timing. I think all of those aspects have to do with wisdom, um, discerning mm-hmm. the the right thing mm-hmm. and then being able to discern the timing in which to do the right thing. Yes. So there, there's like lots of levels and, and elements to um, to wisdom, knowing what to do. And I like the word that you just used, discerning. In wisdom, it's really discerning the voice of God and mm. acting on what he has told us to do. Because wisdom is really application. Yeah. You know, um, there is a lot, you know, the book of Proverbs, you know what I mean, as we know, um, is all about wisdom. But once again, it really involves discerning what God has told us and actually doing it. Yeah. And I mean, that's a resolution packaged in a nice little bow (laughs) I don't think you need a list of 20 things if you just put that at the top of your list I think it encompasses all of your other lose weight (laughs) pray more (laughs) you've got it all right there in that definition there um you know one of well two of my favorite of the gifts that they talk about in first corinthians 12 8 um Mm, is the word of knowledge and that word of wisdom and i've always uh, been in awe at seeing those two gifts 
in in operation and in practice because it reminds me that the Holy Spirit is just so attentive that yes. he's always present and he's always watching and he always knows what you have need of. And the fact that he would use those gifts uh, to take ordinary people and tell you supernatural things or meet your need in a supernatural way to where you just have to kind of sit back and chuckle. I'm like, I, look, I just love your sense of humor, God. Yes. God will take ordinary people and do extraordinary things with them. Yes. Yes. And I mean, I think both you and I are proof of this as we do this conversation yes. over the airways. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and when we talked about um, our last podcast, we talked about, you know, pleasing people. Um, and how I relate that to wisdom is godly wisdom is honoring God. Worldly wisdom is pleasing ourselves, honoring mm. ourselves. Ooh, good thing, good thing, good thing to know. So lastly, I, I gave you guys, they sought, the mm -hmm. wise men here. Um, Seek. Yes, by following the star, by following the Holy Spirit, by following um, the word of God, you know, by making that your compass. Then the wise men, they obeyed. In this case, they obeyed the voice of the angel who told them not to return to Herod. And we are going to obey uh, the people that God has placed over us. We're going to obey the word of God as we're learning to apply it to our lives. We're yes. going to learn not to greed the spirit when we sense that he is telling us to go this way and not that yes. way. We're going to be sensitive to that and learn to yield or surrender. Yes. And then bowing, they bowed at the sight of Jesus. So that's that humility when we're put in situations and opportunities to where we have to cast off our earthly wisdom and, and become lower as little children and receive some godly wisdom. We're not going to buck at that um, correction. We're not going to buck um, when, when it's not presented to us in a way that we think it should be. We're going to exhibit humility and, and learn to sit at the feet uh, of those who have done this life thing a lot longer than we have. Yes. I mean, I'm even getting a little correction now. I think about all the older women in not only in my ministry, but just in my life that yes. God has graciously given me. And, and how much time um, am I really spending to kind of open myself up to, you know, their wisdom? So check. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we have seek. Yep. Obey. Yep. And worship. Obey and worship. And lastly, and, and we see this in the gifts that they brought to him, they gave mm. the, the, the wise men, they gave these uh, precious gifts as acts of devotion and acts of, of worship. And they didn't give um, like lightly. They gave precious gifts. Yes. They gave gold. gold. They gave frankincense and they gave myrrh. And, and I know you've heard these gifts described in, yes. in many a sermon about what they might mean and how they were pointing to the fact that Jesus would die uh, you know, here's this sweet, innocent child and, you know, he, he's already been given uh, this charge to, you know, go through this, this, this painful process of, of laying down his life to save uh, the world. To save the, the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even in, in thinking about um, the foretelling of that, I think of God just again as the ultimate event planner. I, I'm one that I like events and I love attention to detail and looking how a coordinator can, you know, just think about the experiences as a whole. And 
the fact that God's plan spanned the beginning of time and it goes to the mm-hmm. end of time, it just, it blows my finite mind that he could orchestrate every little detail to be just so. Um, in preparing for this, I also came across the scripture that Paul, uh, I think it was in Acts 17, where he talked about God giving boundaries um, to man, how, you know, he knew the times and, 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 and the boundaries. And I think I should go ahead and just pull it up so I don't fumble over my verse here. It's Acts 17, 26. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. And then catch verse 27, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him because he is not afar off. And this is from the ESV version. And I can't help but think about Paul's testimony. He was blinded in order to seek, seek and, find. and find. His 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 vision yes. had to be taken away so that he could see, um, see enough to be able to seek yes. <laughs> the real, true, and living God. And so, the fact that um, he is telling us that even along the journey, you know, we we might feel blinded, we might feel limited, we might feel incapacitated at times, but that the journey will end at finding the true and living God, God. I think it makes it all worth Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) And that's a great way to wrap up um, our podcast on the newness of the new year. Seeking God, finding his answers in his word, discovering the purpose that he has for you in this new year. So listeners, We encourage you, as we walk into 2021, we remember the words of our Lord. Behold, I am doing a new thing. And let that new thing start by you surrendering your life to him, giving him your heart, because that's what he wants. That's the greatest gift that you can give a king, our king, the Lord God. He wants your heart. He wants to be able to use you in extraordinary ways so that you can glorify him. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for everything that you're going to do in this new year. Lord, we thank you that we are going to seek you. We thank you that we're going to be obedient. We thank you that we're going to follow you. We thank you that we're going to worship you. And we thank you that we're going to give all of our best to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hey, ladies, if you enjoyed today's convo with Kay and Stephanie, we encourage you to connect with the other awesome women of New Philadelphia Ministries. The third Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m., the women's ministry connects virtually for fellowship and Bible study. And for my ladies between 18 and 30, we have a bonus group just for you. If you're looking for a group of women to do life with, to freely discuss the challenges and rewards that come with keeping the faith and navigating your Christian walk, please join us the second Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. 
We thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. For more information about New Philadelphia Ministries, please connect with us on your favorite podcast platform, Facebook, YouTube, and visit us at newpministries.org.